Well, following a national search, Michigan State University President Samuel L. Stanley Jr. MD has named Dr. Teresa K. Woodruff as the university's next provost and executive vice president for academic affairs. She's currently dean of the graduate school and associate provost for graduate education at Northwestern University. Dr. Woodruff, congratulations, and how does it feel? Oh, thank you so much. It's really thrilling. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, MSU is a great institution, and I feel ready, uh, although I probably feel, feel like some of the freshmen who are uh, also uh, ready to think about moving to a whole new world and to East Lansing, and I'm ready to get in the car with all my bags and get up there. <laughs> Great. Any any past experience either with MSU or the state of Michigan? Yes, I've had a number of uh, colleagues and collaborators at MSU, um, particularly in the OBGYN department. Uh, I founded an area called Oncofertility, which maybe we'll talk about a little bit later, but uh, MSU and uh, the OBGYN department was one of the first uh, founding um, medical centers to bring this uh, field of medicine uh, to make it available for folks in the uh, region. Um, and of course, I know your great graduate dean, uh, Thomas Yechko, who is just fantastic, a great uh, leader. And um, Terry Sullivan is actually someone I really, really admire and have really followed her career. And, uh, you know, she started as a graduate dean as well. So uh, I think she's someone to, to really emulate. And in terms of Michigan, well, yep. Well, in terms of Michigan, uh, you know, I've been in uh, Illinois my whole life. So that means we're always coming over to Michigan to pick fruit and pick berries. And in fact, uh, my family has a little fishing cottage that's up uh, in the Upper Peninsula. So I travel through Michigan uh, all the time and just love uh, love the state. Well, that's cool. And uh, Dr. Woodruff, we'll talk more in a moment about your scientific research that you brought up, but just give us a little bit of your personal background. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, I grew up in uh, the middle of Illinois in a place called Bourbonnet, Illinois. And um, my mother was a first grade teacher and my father was a a teacher of religion at the Olivet Nazarene University, a small liberal arts college there in my hometown. And um, I grew up wanting to be a, a teacher. I never thought about being a provost. Certainly when I went to college, I was thinking about being a first grade teacher. Uh, and my mother was a teacher, as I mentioned. My grandmother was a teacher of all grades uh, on the panhandle of Oklahoma during the Great Dust Bowl. And uh, so my goal was really set in education. And so in many ways, I've continued with that particular goal. Uh, but as I got into college, I really fell in love with research, really trying to not only understand how people derive those questions in the back, or those answers in the back of the book, but really how to uh, come up with those questions. And so that led me to research and ultimately to graduate education um, at Northwestern, uh, which is where I obtained my PhD um, in uh, biochemistry, molecular biology, and cell biology. And there I describe the hormones that drive all of our reproductive cycles, both males and females. And uh, that set the course for me in reproductive health and sex-inclusive science and medicine. Uh, and uh, from there, I uh, went to, uh, to South San Francisco, to Genentech, to do a postdoc came back to Northwestern on faculty at 95, and I've been on faculty ever since. Uh, I moved into the dean's role, the dean of uh, for graduate education at Northwestern about uh, three years ago, 
And uh, that's been a real privilege of my life to uh, aid in the development of that, those advanced degree pursuing students who are every day learning something new and teaching undergraduates and really are the lifeblood of an institution. Um, so that gives you a little bit of what I've done in a, in a nutshell. Well, and Dr. Woodruff, you mentioned it before, and, and I'll say it, you're an expert in ovarian biology and reproductive science. In 2006, you coined the term oncofertility to describe the merging of two fields, oncology and fertility. Oncofertility is now globally recognized as a, as a medical discipline with insurance and reimbursement available to patients and providers in many countries. In addition, you're an advocate for women in science, and you've led efforts to change federal policy to mandate the use of females in fundamental National Institute of Health research. Just tell us, talk a little bit more about your research passions a bit. Right. So oncofertility is an area that, uh, as you said, I coined the term, literally helping to found the field. And it really came out of work I was doing as uh, the Associate Director for Basic Sciences in our Robert H. Lurie Comprehensive Cancer Center. And when I became uh, part of the leadership of the Cancer Center, I told our director, well, I'm, I'm really not a cancer biologist. I'm a reproductive scientist. And he said, well, I, I just love your leadership style. So would you consider doing this? So I did, but, uh, you know, was helping to de deliver kind of philanthropic uh, uh, funding to uh, a lot of new initiatives, particularly those that were interdisciplinary and still, still ongoing today. Uh, but in addition, while I was doing that, I, I learned that some of our pediatric uh, male cancer patients were coming down to uh, bank their sperm. And this made sense because they were uh, undergoing uh, life-preserving, but in fact, potentially fertility-threatening uh, cancer care. And so uh, when I learned about that, which is kind of in the early 2000s, I said, that's phenomenal. I had never thought about that, even as a reproductive scientist. What are we doing for the young women? And the oncologist would say, well, we don't really have to worry about them. Let's let them uh, really focus on getting better. And that can be something we think about down the line. And that didn't add up. In fact, young women wouldn't have that option to... Um, uh, have fertility in their future if it was lost today to that uh, chemotherapy or, or radiation treatment. And so that began uh, really the last uh, 15 or 20 years of both research and uh, the development of medical clinical practices, of patient guidelines uh, that has uh, resulted in a true field of medicine. Uh, it's not every day that new fields of medicine are developed or the, you know, the fabric of how reimbursement and insurance uh, actually gets done. But because of what we were able to accomplish, um, we really do have options for uh, most male and female young cancer patients from zero age uh, all the way up to about 40 years of age. So really exciting uh, work. Well, Teresa, this obviously is because you were presented with a presidential award for Excellence in Science, Mathematics, and Engineering Mentoring by President Obama in an Oval Office ceremony in 2011. How cool was that? Oh my gosh, that was really the highlight of my life. Uh, and uh, President Obama is such a, was such a, and is such a champion of mentorship and is a champion of science and, and medicine. And so standing in front of the Lincoln desk in the Oval Office, um, listening to him really talk about how uh, we have to make sure that the next generation of learners understands how science informs their lives was so inspiring. And actually, that day almost didn't happen. I flew into D.C. with my mom and husband. They didn't get to go in the Oval Office, but they were just outside. 
And uh, it was on the day that uh, Obama was negotiating the end of the Iraq war with uh, al-Maliki just across the street in Blair House. And I thought, well, he'll never come over for this. And in fact, he did come over and uh, he said, you know, you, uh, I, I know you all know that I've been a little busy today. Uh, and uh, but the most important thing to me is making sure that um, we have uh, a bright light on mentoring and we make sure that everybody understands that mentoring is really a part of the fabric of, of how America uh, continues to grow and develop. And it was really a very inspiring, inspiring moment. And at the very end, he leaned into me as he was shaking my hand, say, said, say hi to everyone back in Chicago. So a real, real exciting moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, and tell us about the award you just learned about before we started recording. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit late to this recording because I <laughs> just learned that I was elected to the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. So a very exciting moment and um, one that really represents uh, a lot of work from people of my lab who have been with me. Literally, this is my 25th year running my laboratory and uh, it's really a lot of um, uh, kudos to them. So I'm really their proxy for the great work that they've done over this time. It's really fantastic. Congratulations to Dr. Teresa K. Woodruff, Michigan State University's brand new provost, which means she will be the chief academic officer for the university, providing leadership for academic programs, research, and outreach involving faculty, students, and staff. She'll also be an MSU Foundation Professor of Obstetrics, Gynecology, Reproductive Biology, and Biomedical Engineering. And Dr. Woodruff, tell us a little bit about what attracted you to this role at MSU at this time. So there are great underlying strengths at uh, Michigan State. It's a great AAU institution. Um, I have uh, been very interested in uh, leadership and wanted to make sure that I could contribute whatever I've learned over my time to the next generation of learners. And uh, Michigan State really is a place that is uh, pivoting towards a very uh, expectant future. And uh, it's a place that I really uh, admire and have admired over time. Uh, it's been stress tested, uh, no doubt, over the last several years, um, but it's a very exciting place to be. I'm, I'm most excited about um, really President Stanley. Uh, he really is an amazing individual. He has a great national reputation. Uh, and as someone who uh, is um, an expert in infectious diseases himself, he's a not only uh, he's a he's a great scientist, but he's also a great leader for us at this time. And making sure that our community stays informed and health and healthy is really something that uh, I think is um, an added bonus, uh, particularly in this COVID time that we are all living through. Um, so it's it's a real exciting time to learn more about the community. Uh, I'm unfortunately have not been able to be up there. I am looking forward to uh, meeting uh, as many people as I possibly can and eating in the various halls, uh, you know, uh, along the way. Um, uh, but it's a very exciting time to to learn more about. What makes each Spartan tick? Um, what do they believe in? How do they behave? What do they? Uh, what do they? What are they inspired by? Where do they want to go? And to really be part of that engine that leads to uh, a great next step for this great institution. And Teresa Woodruff, the woman you'll succeed as provost at MSU officially on August first, Dr. Terry Sullivan, 
told me once she thinks the provost is the best job at a university. What is a provost? What does a provost do? I I think she's right. I think she's absolutely right. The provost uh, is that chief academic officer whose real responsibility is for the academic functions of the university, really to try and help bolster um, what I think of as high academic standings and excellence for our teaching and learning missions throughout our research enterprise and in enriching student experience. So it really is at the intersection of all parts of the engine of the academy. It really is in collaboration and with the vision of the president that the provost uh, tries to create and sustain a safe, diverse, equitable, and inclusive campus environment to allow for that academic excellence to emerge. Um, And really it's to uh, encourage all of us to think strategically. Our deans uh, uh, select and uh, identify really great faculty. And I think what we want to do is make sure that through the provost office, we can create a strategic vision of all of us working together. There certainly is a great deal that happens at an individual one-on-one level, but what can we we do strategically if we all work together uh, to meet really the world's most pressing needs? So uh, fundamentally, the provost's job is to be an effective champion of... um, in this case, MSU and our faculty and staff and students and all of our academic programs. And so maybe what Terry Sullivan was telling you that it's a great job because it's it's really the cheerleader in chief uh, to make sure that we are all working and in, in the best way possible on behalf of our students and uh, that research that's going to go on and transform the world that we live in. Yes. So as you think about coming to MSU, what are some of your short and long-term goals? And, and I guess how is the COVID-19 pandemic impacting those goals? I'm guessing maybe when you even first thought about this job, we hadn't even heard of coronavirus yet. Right. Well, actually, when I when I flew up to interview originally with the uh, search committee, which is just an extraordinarily you know, great group of people. And uh, really, my first deep impression was with that committee. And I'm that was a very good first impression. Um, you know, that was on the day that uh, President Stanley couldn't talk with me because he was uh, with your, with the board to actually decide on the closure of MSU, which I think was announced that afternoon at three o'clock. Um, so uh, this has taken all of us by surprise, but the strength of the academy is that we're able to think quickly about problems and solutions. And so MSU was able to pivot actually a little bit faster than many other institutions, probably saving lives as a consequence. Um, But for me, as we uh, think forward um, to when I joined this fall, you know, my my thinking right now will be uh, to really start with a lot of listening, to meet as many people as I can, really stakeholder engagement, uh, to talk uh, to staff and faculty and deans and and folks uh, who are standing in, in line at at those uh, various dining halls uh, to talk to as many students as I can. So that stakeholder engagement is a really important part so I can learn from the community as quickly as possible. Uh, And then to really understand what the core competencies are within the provost office uh, uh, to make sure that I understand how MSU uh, leads through the provost office uh, activities um, to think about communication methods. How is it that we communicate um, between all of our academic units uh, to students so that we all understand what the direction is we're going uh, to really get very deep into our our financial functions to make sure that we're aligning our strategic objectives, our our needed uh, 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 initial goals and our ambitious goals um, with that uh, financial depth. And then really the strategic planning that's already begun. And I've been impressed by the strategic plans that I've seen 
uh, through each of the different schools. And really, I think where President Stanley is going now is to uh, the strategic thinking of the whole. How do we bring all of that together in an MSU vision? Uh, and then for the long term, how do we really educate and develop that new knowledge uh, in a very fast paced and technologically ch uh, changed and now distributed uh, environment? Uh, so in the long term, we really have to think how all of this has has changed the way the nature in which we think and work and do and teach and learn. And so um, I'm anxious to be a part of the, the thought process that goes into making uh, the university enabled uh, to uh, in, to uh, achieve its goals in the future. Yes, and, and Teresa, just building on that, what do you see as some of the key challenges ahead, not only for MSU, but all of higher ed? Well, I think there are, uh, there are headwinds as it's, a, as you know, because of COVID, um, whether or not we will be in person or distributed, uh, how we use technology to communicate, what that means in terms of community. Uh, the university is a great place where we learn not just by what is in the books or that you can Google, but when you talk to people, how you think how uh, and how your professor thinks. That's really an important part of how we, how we learn and how we think. So we're gonna to have to really uh, think through a, a lot of that. Um, and uh, that uh, whether we're in person or not, all of those kind of nuts and bolts of what it is to be within a university setting is going to have to be part of our thinking. And so um, we're just all going to work together to enable the best outcomes for our community. Uh, and I look forward to being part of that uh, part of that decisioning. Well, that's Dr. Teresa K. Woodruff, Michigan State University's brand new provost, officially on August first. And uh, as we close, Teresa, just some some final thoughts you'd like to leave Spartans with as your tenure kind of gets going and then officially begins in a couple of months. Well, I'm again, I'm just so thrilled to be a part of the community. I look forward to meeting as many folks as possible. And I think the thing that we all have to keep in mind that that we all start with first principles, which is trust and respect. And that's what I will bring with me. I bring my whole self. I assume we're really all working in good faith. And I assume I'm going to have to learn a lot. Uh, and so I am looking forward to really working together with the university family uh, to really enable the creation of people and ideas that are enabled to do the best of what they do uh, and to make not only our individuals better, but our community better and hopefully our world better. Uh, and that's something that I really can't wait to get started. Well, it's been great meeting you virtually while we practice our social distancing. Look forward to more <laughs> conversations down the road as you as you settle in, but congratulations and uh, and welcome again. Russ, thank you so much. Again, that's Dr. Teresa K. Woodruff, Michigan State University's brand new provost. Much more online at provost.msu.edu. And I'm Russ White for MSU Today. Go green! <laughs>